The Bloomington City Council is in discussions about whether to apply prevailing wage rules to a private development if there are government incentives at stake. That discussion is spreading beyond the apartment project in question now. Deputy City Manager Billy Tyus spoke with WGLT's Charlie Schlenker. He says there is not yet consensus, but council members are thinking about the bigger picture. That issue is not just about wages. It's about what people are paying for sure, but also about training opportunities. It's about, you know, outside of this project, what could a plan or a program look like? And what could the tenants of that look like? And so we're researching, we're having those conversations and more to come. So it sounds like whatever emerges on this particular project could be used as a template to prevent this sort of questioning in future projects. Yes, and I think it's fair to say while, you know, the overarching goal would be to come up with something that works for development in our community because there's a, there's a lot happening here now. There's a lot of building happening here now. There will be lots more building happening here now. Yeah, one of the goals would for sure be how can we do something that could be helpful on projects going forward, regardless of what those are as it relates to labor. How has the city weighed these issues uh, prior to this? Has the benefit of development outweighed the wage and local labor issues? Yeah, I don't think it's an outweighing at all. I think it is a question of how can you encourage all of it? I think it's a misnomer that developers don't want to pay fair wages. In a market that is as tight as this in terms of employment, et cetera, et cetera, when you're building, you have to. I mean, in order to get employees on the job. So the market, to some degree, determines a lot of that. But by the same token, we haven't in this community and other communities, frankly, haven't necessarily come up with a template or a system that places guarantees. We don't know what something like that could look like. We don't want to do something knee-jerk, frankly, that has unintended consequences as well. I think that's an important point to make. But we, you know, we're, it's something we're working on. Those who've raised questions about the issues surrounding this development have asked, why isn't there an affordable housing project instead of this project, which is more upscale? Of course, part of the answer to that is the market decides, but but how has the city begun to address the affordable housing issue in general? This project is a piece of a bigger overall housing puzzle, and you need all levels of affordability in a community such as ours. Studies have shown that it's not an either or question. We need both affordable housing. We also need market rate housing. We also need higher end housing. We need all of it. And community partners, including the city, are continuing to work on that issue. Having said that, in this TIF district, half a block to the east of, of this proposed development, the city council did almost the same level of redevelopment agreement in 2018 for a 52 unit senior affordable housing development in the former Bloomington High School. Beautiful units that are up and running now. Again, it's it's affordable housing with income limits right down the block. Staff in the city partner with Habitat for Humanity every year through our CDBG program, again, to provide affordable housing through that well-known program. We provide letters of support for developers, private developers who use low-income tax credits uh, for affordable housing. Currently, there are, I think, 19 or 20 affordable housing properties in Bloomington not including the Habitat homes or what are known as housing choice programs. And again, to be clear, I'm not saying that's enough. So there's facilitating state grants, there's TIF district incentives, there's letters of support. 
should the city be more directly involved, say, with rent subsidies to make projects pencil out? Are there other tools in the kit that the city could use? There are other tools for sure, but we often utilize them on a project-by-project basis. Not all tools fit all projects. The city isn't out specifically developing housing. We are facilitating the development of housing from other developers and builders. Another thing I'll say is that we've stood up programs for our allocation of ARPA funds. One of those categories is for housing rehabilitation for low to moderate income individuals. And those will be direct individual payments for improvements to some of our local housing stock. That category in particular is to improve the housing stock for some of our most vulnerable populations. This is Sound Ideas. I'm Charlie Schlenker. We're talking, as we do each month, with Bloomington City officials today. It's Deputy City Manager Billy Tice. You mentioned affordable housing rehab grants. What's the timeline on those? As you know, federal funding, there, there are a lot of things that you have to do in order to make sure that you're in line with guidelines for spending. Our staff has worked through the development of programs for that. We actually stood those programs up on May 1st, which is really not a long time ago, which was you know roughly three weeks ago. We have begun accepting applications for uh, the categories of grants. With the housing in particular, as those grants come, those requests come in on a first come first serve basis, we review applications and then you know based on the federal and local guidelines, and then we will begin to make allocations. It's the same case with the other categories as well. There are um, uh, not for profit grants that are being being provided and business rehab grants as well. So again, I would expect that in particular on the not-for-profit side, you'll start to see notifications happen probably within the next week or so, very, very shortly. The not-for-profit grants are uh, up to a quarter million dollars as the maximum. Uh, How many applications have you gotten from from not-for-profit agencies? I I know that we've, we've gotten some. There are, I believe, two or three grants of up to 250. Then there are several others of up to 150, and then the rest of the funding available to other requestors. A three-week turnaround and awards are starting to happen. What are you looking at? That's a fairly compressed time period for review. Sure, especially with the um, the not-for-profits. The applications have to align with some of those things that have happened in comprehensive plans and other priorities identified through plans in our community. We have to make sure some of the technical requirements of a federal spending are met, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it, there's not any one thing. That's Bloomington Deputy City Manager Billy Tyus. He spoke with WGLT's Charlie Schlenker.